I'm Mike Vardy. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash ConVo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. I've 
known my next guest for quite some time, and I, I love her work. We're going to get into the story of how we met and everything in this episode. But first off, let's talk about Deborah LaFranc, the guest on this week's episode. Uh, Deborah's a graphic journalist and memory collector, and she uses pens and papers to capture stories from everyday life. One fun way that she does this is by creating sketch notes, which is a phrase popularized by Mike Rohde, in fact, invented by him back in the day. Sorry, Mike. Not that far back in the day. Uh, <laughs> she also creates graphic presentations as well, uh, presentations that she gets exposed to. We talk about that in this episode as well. The visual stories that she shares helps her remember the nuggets of wisdoms that have been shared. And uh, her company, Visual Life Stories, helps other people to collect their memories, whether it be a business, travel, or, or related to personal stories. We talk about how she incorporates visuals into her bullet journal in this episode. There's a bonus episode that talks about this for Patreon supporters. I'll talk about that in the uh, following the interview. But there's just so much uh, that Deborah has to share, and I want to get to it right away. So here's my conversation with Deborah LaFranc on the Productivityist podcast. Enjoy. You know, I would have much rather had the opportunity to do this via video. But first off, as we're recording this, um, uh, we have snow-ish snowish in victoria um deborah thanks for joining me today you're welcome so we definitely have snow out at my end of the peninsula <laughs> um so the reason that video would be great for this is because of th- what you do and uh we've worked together on a few occasions and the first uh j- no, just to give people a bit of background is the first time i met you was at social media camp when mm. you uh basically i'm gonna i'm gonna use the uh, basically you graphically journaled my talk. I could say sketch noted, but you know, I yeah, mean, Mike, I'll, I'll my, talk about the definitions of the different sure, kinds. We'll get into yeah. that in a minute, yeah. but, yeah. but you, you, um, myself and, and CC Chapman, we, we were there and, um, you know, I did my talk and I watched you out of the corner of my eye, like kind of sketch things out. And that's the only time I've done that talk, by the way. So it's great. And then I got to keep the, the, the actual big version of the talk was like a huge mural, but then you did something that really impressed the hell out of me. And I still talk about this to this day is, and, and I think that, that I want to talk about like making an impact with, with what you do uh, right off the get go. But this is what made an impact for me almost immediately is you handed me a business card, but on the business card was a miniaturized version of my talk. And you did that the next day. Obviously you didn't do it at the time, but I was blown away by that. <laughs> and, and and so why don't you tell everybody first off what what it is that you do um you know with with your work and then maybe the background to that story a little bit because I know you've 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 told me why that why that happened and how maybe it was not necessarily the most intentional thing that would have happened mm-hmm. initially <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well thanks very much for having me on this uh, podcast uh yeah, so uh, my work, I, I sort of call myself two different things. I'm a graphic journalist, and I'm a memory collector. So the graphic journalist part is about um, gathering stories and information, you know, like a journalist does, right, the written part. But then I take that and I combine it with images, you know, in the case of your uh, graphic recording uh, at the social media camp, you know, combining some iconic kind of sketches, some just little quick uh, drawings. I also um, do some of my work combining photographs and maps when I'm doing things in more of a digital format. So that's kind of the graphic journalist part. The memory collector part is really like helping people at meetings and presentations remember 
what mm. they saw and what they heard. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And I also do, uh, the memory collecting a little bit deeper in terms of people's, uh, personal stories, um, at specific events, something that's happening. Um, I sometimes do someone's whole life or I do, um, a specific, uh, part of their life. Um, and I also do travel stories. Um, so they're all, but they're all kind of done in this sort of illustrated journal, graphic journalist style. And in terms of the social media camp experience there, the way that happened was quite funny here, because, uh, you know, at that point I was early on in my career. Well, I was early on in my new business as a, my company, visual life stories. And, uh, so I had, you know, I still had a, I had some little business cards that I'd made, but mostly I had the business cards from my previous career as a landscape architect, which I still do a bit of that. And so, you know, when I finished the recording, I had, you know, I had taped up beside my recording, some business cards, but I quickly ran out of them. And so I thought, okay, I got to do something. So I went and I had taken photographs of all the charts that I had done that day. I think I'd done four um, big charts, including CC, two for CC Chapman. And, uh, I then went to Staples and picked up a, you know, do it yourself business card thing, came back to my office, um, uploaded the photographs, you know, and then just printed them out on my, I have, I do have a color printer. So printed them out on my printer and the next day was able to hand those out. And, uh, yeah, it seemed to make quite an impact, actually. <laughs> and I, I, it's funny because I, uh, I did that again just recently at a at an event um, at the summit at the pier, and uh, where Ke Sir Ken Robinson was speaking, and and it was a youth event. And so the next day, I was able to go back to the, you know, again, it only works when you're doing a two day event, right? And sure. so the next day, went back and was able to hand out to all the youth um, a card that showed some of the words that they talked about and that they had um, developed through their working workshops uh, throughout the day. And then more to the adults, I'd given the Sir Ken, because uh, there were a lot of adult volunteers, so I'd given them their cards. So anyway, it's a kind of a fun way to kind of keep the story alive, keep the memory alive. Yep, absolutely. And I, what I loved is is that, you know, I mean, you've also done some stuff with us at the, uh, we Chris Gillibo up here, productivity mm -hmm. brought him up here and again to be able to like kind of capture the essence and i think that's the the really important yeah. is the essence of of a presentation and the essence exactly. of, of i think that that to me is is really powerful because a lot of people what they'll do and, and and i think the interesting is this day and age people a lot of people are spending their time filming these kind of things or they're right. you know taking pictures but they're not actually paying attention mm -hmm. how does your work like when it when you know how does that help foster that, you know, that in attention, because what you're doing is, is basically you're, you're, you're actively listening, obviously, and maybe walk through your process. Um, and then what's happening is, is that the people that are, you know, w with that kind of thing in mind, I think you're actually saving a lot of people time because they can just say, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this. And then I'm just going to take a picture of it, which I think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they can, they have these takeaways and they've got this beautiful kind of, um, uh, kind of companion piece to go along with with their with the talk itself right yeah so um 
certainly it does seem that people, I mean, people are very attracted to visual storytelling. I mean, that's infographics, right, has exploded, you know, in, in the last, you know, in fact, it's almost imploded in some ways, but, but it's, it's exploded, you know, and, and people are very, a lot of people are visual learners. The majority of people are visual learners. So when you're, when I'm capturing that essence of the presentation and I'm combining it, uh, you know, again, with these little graphic metaphors, I am not an illustrator. So, uh, you know, I, I, I firmly believe anybody can do this quite frankly, but, uh, you know, I, and, and Mike Rohde's who I think we'll talk about too, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of sketch notes, you know, he firmly believes everybody can do this as well, but, but sort of coming back the yeah, it's really listening, active, active listening, making sure you let go of the idea that you're going to capture everything um, because you're not, uh, you're going to make spelling mistakes until you can come back. The Chris Gillibo one was great because it was a whiteboard. I could go back if I made a spelling mistake and easily correct it later. Um, but, but you're, you're really trying to kind of get those nuggets of information, the things that stand out that you go, Oh yeah. Now when I'm doing it, it's really interesting for me because I actually can't internalize I feel like I'm deflecting. So the information comes in my ear and goes out my hand, out my pen. And I, I actually really do find that I, ha- I have to go back and read the presentation in order to get it. Right. Because I'm, I'm spending so much time deflecting and, and just kind of, you know, translating. So that's my experience. I'm not sure if every graphic recorder or graphic journalist is like that, but that's certainly my experience. And so when I'm actually working in sketch notes, and this is where I think people can do it themselves at meetings, is that, you know, you just let go of that idea, right, that you're going to capture it all. You, you know, just have a couple of pens in front of you, a big fat one, you know, with a a nice contrast color, maybe a black pen, to uh in order to take the smaller notes and uh and you know and you just start by you know just you know put a title on it and and you can do that ahead of time but but just listen for those nuggets and and just go in and try and kind of create containers to a certain extent for the information too i think that's another part of it is that i'm not writing a long across a, a board i'm putting things there might be two or three words in one line at the most so things get kind of visually containerized and uh, and then, you know, you can link things, you know, so there's somebody said this and then somebody said that. Well, that's really easy to link with an arrow. And, you know, there's super, super simple icons for drawing people. And, um, you know, you can put a bubble around something. You can put a cloud around something. You can go in and highlight it later. But when I do sketch notes, I often so I'll use just two pens the, you know, say a, a, a blue and a, and a black. I always use a, uh, I love the Stadler 0.3 black pen. It's got a, such a beautiful line. So I use those two. And, and then I'll go back after and read over my notes and, you know, bring in a highlighter pen, maybe an orange or a, a yellow or something, and then highlight it. But it, it gives me that opportunity to kind of revisit the, the information that I have uh, received from whoever it is. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking at one of the uh, images you sent me, which is a talk I did in October of 2016, where I, I spoke to a, a local business group. And I mean, just the, I, I spoke for what, how long was I up there? An hour, I think? 
Yeah, uh, maybe 45 minutes. Maybe 45 minutes. And it's just, yeah. there's just so much that that's there. I'm looking at it right now. And it's just so mm-hmm. well done. How long, I mean, you're obviously, I guess I was reading, um, and, and I've written about this too, Sarah Lewis's book, The Rise. And she talks about the difference between success and mastery, right? You know, success is doing something once, but mastery is knowing that, you know, having that knowledge, but knowing that you can do it again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I mean, this is something that's an ongoing process for you. This is like a journey really, right? Because I mean, you're mm-hmm. always going to try to make it, you know, you're, you're, you, when you look at one of these, when you look, do you, are you like how I am with writing or even when I was doing stage work or when I do a talk and like, uh, you know what, that was, I could have done that different or I could have done that better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you find well, I, that? Absolutely. I'm looking at the same image right now. And I must admit there's parts to me that are just going, Oh man, why did I do that? Why, why am I like, there's not enough white space on that particular piece of paper for me. I mean, that's so yeah, there's anyway, I absolutely it's, it's, it's about honing your craft. There's no question. And it's funny because I, I mean, so, so what I did for you in that, that uh, meeting in October, that for me is a sketch note. Yes. It's the piece of paper is on my lap or on the table. I'm working, I'm sitting down versus graphic recording, which is what I did at social media camp for you, which is I'm up at the wall with a, you know, four by six foot or six by eight foot piece of paper. Um, so that's graphic recording at the wall sketch notes. It's more, more personal and it's right. more in a book. Right. And, and um, so, so you obviously know Mike Rohde's work. Uh, Mike's, yeah. a, Mike's a friend. Um, actually as, as, as he's one of the guys that I was talking earlier about a newsletter that I wrote, and he's actually one of the people that, that email me personally to, to lend some support, which I thought was fantastic. Nice. Um, you know, uh, what, you know, the, the whole movement of like the sketch note army and all that stuff that's going on, like how, how awesome is that? Like the fact that there's two books out there that I'm looking at, I have them on my shelf. Mike's Mike's gifted them, gifted them to me. Um, I want to take that on. Right. So like, you know, me, I'm like a, a, you know, I talk about, you can start the year you want anytime you want, you know, um, how, where does one start if they want to do this? I mean, obviously they're in, you can look in the books themselves and we'll have links to that, but where did you start when it came to this? Like, where did you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then, you know, build it out from there. Is there any particular tactics or is it just kind of like you get just getting the ball rolling and doing consistently is kind of the earmark of how you can get better and better at it. Definitely doing it is, is the key, right. Is, is practicing and, and, uh, um, you know, I mean, you know, any, anything, whether it's a sport or, a, uh, or doing podcasts, I'm sure the mm-hmm. podcasts you did initially, <laughs> you would look back and go, oh my God. Um, but so, yes. so, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but, but, no, uh, you you're, know, no, you're definitely, we, all, we all learn by doing. So for me, I mean, I, you know, in my twenties, I took a lettering class. I took a calligraphy italic lettering class. And, um, because I always liked letters. And so I learned how to do kind of good letter forms. Um, so that, I think that for me was actually a a very early start in this. And then, as I mentioned, you know, as a landscape architect, you know, we have lots of of conferences and meetings and presentations that, um, that, you know, we go to and, you know, I was always taking my notes with a couple of pens in my hand, or even if I just had one pen, I was always varying the size of my letters and fiddling around. Because quite frankly, you know, writing, uh, writing down everything that somebody says at a conference is the most boring thing you can do. Mm. And uh, so, and but so originally, you know, these notes that I took were actually really sketch notes when I, when I, 
look back at them. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a woman named Eva uh, Lotta Lamb. No, but I she haven't. Was, she was the first person that I had ever heard of who used the term sketch notes. And I remember when I saw her book, I looked at it and went, oh, my God. I'm doing sketch notes. <laughs> I had no idea. And uh, so it, you know, it was really just a matter of kind of, it, for me, in some ways, kind of pulling a few different things an interest in letters and uh, letter forms. And also, um, you know, just an interest in the world that I was experiencing, which was the landscape architectural and planning world. And, you know, these fascinating conferences that I'd go to and I'd want to remember and reflect back on the information that I was receiving. I'd want, you know, I was, I knew if I didn't take notes, I'd forget. And if I took traditional notes, I'd never read them. Right. And, uh, and that was really a key for me. So, um, yeah, when I first saw her book, cause, and she's put out a few different books, she just, she goes to a lot of different, uh, uh, design UX type, um, uh, conferences and take sketch notes. And then she just takes all her notes and publishes them in a book. And there's, there's no, like, it's not at all like Mike's work, right. Where it's like, here's how you do it. Right. 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 You know, it's just a, here's an example of what this looks like. And but she's in Germany, I believe. And she teaches classes and things like that. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm in Mike's second book, you know, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm in the travel section. I'm just looking, flipping to see which page it is. Uh, yeah, here it is. It's on page 114. Well, we'll have to definitely link to that. Um, uh, we, yeah. I, I was asked, like Mike said, do you have any examples of stuff? Because I did, I dabbled in it a little bit, yeah. and, I, and uh, I, I wasn't good enough to make the, kind of the book. My friend Dave, David Sparks has made like. There's several people in there yeah. that I know, um, but uh, no, Mike's a great guy, and and you know, I mean, it's it's. Th- I have to say I'm a very visual person, you know, like actually as we're, you know, we use Trello and Asana. Like I love the boards idea when it comes to certain things. I also like lists, obviously, but I, I'm very much into the, you know, I mean, obviously when you're looking, I'm looking at my now year calendar, which has very visual things. I love using like 3M products that have the ability for me to do whiteboarding and, right. and all that stuff. So the digital stuff comes in later. Now, now, do you use digital very much? Because I want to talk a little bit um, before we wrap up about like some of your 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 ha- your productivity habits, uh, mm-hmm. specifically about the the bullet journal. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about um, you know kind of whether or not you, you do you use like a, a hybrid approach or using or do you mainly stick to the analog sense of, of things when you're you know kind of building and, and the kind of work that you do. Um, for my graphic work, I do both. So if I'm at a, an event live, then I'm obviously I'm just using the pen and paper. Right. Um, but I, I certainly um, when I'm doing some of the, the personal stories and the travel stories and also business stories, you know, if I'm doing something for somebody, I mean, I just finished doing some work for Jordan Bauer, the uh, strategic mm-hmm. storyteller. I think you had a podcast. With yeah, him. He's, yeah, he's been on the show, too. Yeah. So we just did some work where we um, created some visual graphics that he will use in his workshops. But then they can also be uh, they were also incorporated into some um, a, gr- a promotional booklet, basically. And uh, so you know, I've created three of my own fonts, um, that I use. So when I'm, uh, working, I can also incorporate that hand look, but then it becomes a file that's much more easy to edit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, you know, certainly for, uh, I've done a, num- a number of different projects for different clients where, you know, we've initially done something by hand that's kind of helps because I can do that reasonably quickly. Right. And then you can kind of look at it and go, yeah, okay, this, we're on the right track here. And then, you know, then we turn it into, uh, into a digital format. We, um, also, you know, in some cases we're getting word doc information from somebody you know i mean i did some work with for a number of years with thrifty foods our local Mm -hmm. grocer here and uh you know they would just send me you know eight or ten pages of text and then we would combine that with sketches and use a a a hand looking font like a hand-drawn font and create a booklet this was to their staff to communicate to their staff their staff were never reading any of the information they were sending them and they started doing these little accordion hand-drawn booklet type things and everybody reads it now wow so it's, it's yeah it's just really interesting to see cuz i think you know the world of photographs and text you know that style that very graphic style it's just everywhere. And so, you know, you have to differentiate yourself. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so businesses are finding that that's a way by combining that kind of human touch of the sketch, then, then you can, um, then you can, you know, get that same feel, but you can still create an editable file. Let's Which talk is, about let, let's let's talk about it. Uh, um, you know something that you use that that you know we both know quite a bit about. Uh, bullet journal, the bullet oh, journal. Oh yeah, I love okay. the bullet so journal. So we're so we're gonna dive into this as we get close okay. to wrapping up the episode. Sure. But I yeah, want to yeah. walk through. So the interesting thing about the bullet journal is obviously it's very analog, right? And and yes, you know, obviously you're gonna link to this in the show notes. And and writers put together together a really. I mean, I had, I've had the opportunity to speak to Ryder before as well, um, but he is he definitely uh, you know is. He's created some kind of, you know, a phenomenon, really, when it comes to this thing, uh, especially in the productivity space. But you, I've seen your bullet journal. In fact, there's, you know, uh, if you, you know, there'll be links to it in the in the show notes as well to see what it like. You're able to combine the artistry and, and, and that you've you've kind of crafted your own your own finesse, your own style. Um, you know, if you want to look at the idea of line, speed, and beauty, you certainly have captured that with your bullet journal. What have you? I don't want to get into the specific tweaks that you've done because I, I think I want to save that for a bit of bonus material. But let's talk about like your your layout and why you've gone with the bullet journal, journal. and then maybe for some bonus uh, content for my Patreon supporters, uh, you'll you'll dive into maybe a bit more of the nuts and bolts of some of the modifications you made. Sure. So why why the bullet journal and why what what's so appealing uh, for it uh, in terms of why you use it. Well, the one thing about the bullet journal that has saved me, I think, and I've been using it now, this is my second year, um, is that I I can see everything in one place. And, um, you know, I've got my to-do list there. I've got the things I want to focus on in the future. I've got, you know, thoughts, random thoughts that come into my mind can get dumped there. Um, I can see my calendar all in one place. And I, you know, I certainly, I use my, the calendar on my phone, on my iPhone to make appointments, but I wasn't finding that, well, two things. One is I was always nervous (laughs) that if Mm -hmm. something ever happened to that, I would lose, and it happened to me once and I lost all my appointments. 
Uh, yeah, it was more than a. Uh, it was pretty. <laughs> it was a bad scene, and so I want to keep you know, this. I want to keep this clean for podcast purposes. Exactly. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really. Oh man, and so this allows me to kind of have a second place to kind of dump it, and also to see it in in a kind of a hole. And and so yes, I find that I must admit that's the one place that the bullet journal is a little bit time consuming is that I do need to make sure that when I make appointments on my phone, if I'm out and I don't have my bullet journal with me, which I usually do, but I don't, you know, if I make an appointment when I'm out, I don't um, forget to put it in the book. Right. Mm. So that's the only place where I kind of feel like I'm doing a little bit of double duty, but everywhere else, it's just a gift. I mean, I, I just think it just has helped me to be so much more productive so much clearer about where, what I can actually accomplish. I used to have these ridiculous to-do lists that were so unachievable. And now because of the size of it too, I can, it's just more compact. I'm more realistic. If I see that this week is full, I just add it to the next week. Uh, especially if it's not something that's urgent. Right. Right. And, and also the other key thing I think for me is that I'm often thinking about, Oh yeah, I need to email that person. Oh, I need to phone that person. This is where that goes. And that, that in itself has just been a huge, huge godsend because again, I was writing that stuff onto my phone and then I don't know, I, it wasn't working for me. And I, you know, I like my phone, but I'm also, you know, I like, I like having both. I really like having both. And the one thing I've also started doing with my bullet journal, and I was inspired in in September, which is like you, is kind of the first of my year. Um, I, I decided, okay, I'm going to rethink how I do my bullet journal. I'm just going to look at what other people are doing. And so I did a bunch of research and looked at a whole bunch of examples. And so then I developed the, the latest version that I have um, based on that. And one of the things that I decided to add was a tracking template where I'm tracking things like, you know, okay, what exercise did I do today? You know, mm. um, did I read today? Did I, did I have any alcohol today? So like, a ha- like, like a habit tracker. Exactly. Yes. Habit tracker. Yeah. And just those, those things that I want to be doing. And, uh, and I, I'm really, really clear that I'm not using it to give myself any guilt whatsoever. It's well, the just great about thing, being interested, you know? The, the, and the great thing about adding that feature alone is I talk about journaling with, with the methodology that I teach the yeah, now year yeah. method. You can combine that journaling into one. So now everything lives in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because because you don't even need to write a journal entry if your journal entry consists of did I do this yes or no actually like you know I mean you can it, it's a running journal it's basically a running it's kind of like the great thing about the bullet journal that I like is it's an it's a paper based app yes that's really like to break it, it down really to its is. most yeah now yeah, absolutely now to uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, wrap up with this but you've added some elements of the now your now your method to your bullet journaling right because you've yeah. seen me speak a number of times and, and eventually it, it, eventually I'm willing to I'm, I'm able to drill some of this stuff home if you see me often enough what are some of the things that I've talked about that you've you've incorporated into it before we before we uh, draw this episode to a close yeah so there's I, I, for me there's kind of two key things one is the daily theming that's mm-hmm been really helpful um so i do you know my monday you know i well basically every day of the week is themed um the other thing that i have incorporated and i think this is from the now year but i i I sort of think of it as also coming from cc chapman is Mm -hmm. my focus words 
Right. Actually, yeah. CC Chris Brogan actually came up with that initially. initially. But CC is one of the people um, that like it kind of Chris started it, and then it okay. kind of has spread like wildfire across the internet. Yeah. So I um I always like so for me this year my three focus words are clarity, connections, and accomplish. So accomplish and connections are two of the categories in the lower part of my um, bullet journal. So I have the calendar part on the top and then on this, the lower part of the page, I have the accomplish and connection. So I'm just constantly kind of remembering and connecting back to that. And I figure the clarity just goes through having the whole thing all together. So, um, yeah, awesome. I, I yeah, and and certainly, um, you know, the you talked about the journaling. That's actually something that uh, I mean, we're recording this in early December. Uh, my plan is for January is to start doing that on an active basis, that daily journaling, and just asking you know myself some key questions every day, and and just really trying to drill down to you know getting to the core of you know, my accomplishments and, and my productivity and, and, you know, where I want to be in life. I mean, all, for me, all of this stuff fits together in terms of, it's not just business, it's life. And, uh, so awesome. I have, I have a category for home and personal on my daily week as well, or my daily, my weekly, um, list as well. Awesome. It's, it's all tied together. Well, yeah. And then again, the bullet journals, you have, I mean, I wrote about ubiquity not too long ago, having, it's really, having all that stuff in one place is really ubiquitous. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. Deborah, this has been awesome. Thanks so much. Um, obviously You're we've welcome. got, uh, for those who are Patreon supporters, there's more of you, uh, over on the Patreon side of things. If you want to become a supporter, head over to productivityist dot or patreon.com rather productivityist slash productivityist. And you'll be able to join us there. Uh, thanks again so much, Deborah, for uh, being on the show today. Where can people find you online so that they can follow up with your work and keep in touch with you? Yeah. Um, thanks, Mike. It's been really a pleasure. Um, so my company is called Visual Life Stories. So it's visuallifestories.com is my website. And uh, I'm also on Twitter sometimes and uh, at Deborah LaFranc and at Visual Life Story. Uh, and I'm on Facebook uh, I have a Facebook page as well. So, awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so and much. I, Deborah. And also, oh, I actually ahead. do, I also do a newsletter that I send out every three, a sort of a visual newsletter every oh. three weeks. So, uh, I'd love for, uh, for people to join in and, uh, you know, I always share different stories, uh, from either work I'm working on or things that I'm running into. And, uh, and like you, you know, always want to share, share more than I ask. So, um, yeah, it's it's fun. Well, thanks so much, Deborah. I'll make sure that all that stuff's in the show notes. Take care. We'll talk soon. Great. Thanks so much, Mike. I strongly encourage you to check out Deborah's work. It's fascinating stuff. There's a bonus episode that I did for Patreon supporters where she talks about the bullet journal in more detail. If you are a Patreon supporter, you can check that out either it may, by the time you're listening to this, it's already out, or maybe you've not had a chance to look at it, but uh, give it a listen. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, you could do that now. Go to patreon.com slash productivityist to learn about all the perks, get the bonus episodes, the two bonus episodes I deliver every single week, as well as become part of the exclusive Slack community where ex- ideas, exchanges, stories are all happening there in that Slack community. Uh, Deborah is a great person. I really want to thank for being on the show this week. I want to thank all of you for listening as well. And I want to thank my podcast producer, John Polster. I recently uploaded like a whole bunch of podcast episodes for him to do while I was traveling, and he came through in spades. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks to Deborah for joining me. Thanks to all of you for listening. And until next time, 
I'm Mike Vardy, the founder of Productivityist and the host of the Productivityist podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.